Welcome to the next episode of Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. We talked to Brett Biro of the band Exhibition about his current band Exhibition and some other projects he's working on. We went into some clear focus talk and uh, touched on some of his other projects that, that he's done and some stuff he's got coming up. And the conversation goes in a couple other directions. Uh, you know, check it out. Welcome to the latest iteration of the NCS podcast. We are here with Brett Biro, who's the singer. What band are you in now, Brett? I'm in a band called Exhibition. Okay, but he was in some other bands, such as Clear Focus, War by Other Means, Common Guilt. You were in that band? Damn, bro, you're going back on that one. I thought that <laughs> one was going to be a race. I thought that was going to fade into obscurity forever. Oh, okay. Shit. So who else is we the crew crew introduce yourselves? I'm Alex. I'm Derek. And I'm Chris. So um we're gonna talk to Brett about Clear Focus and some other current projects he's up to right now. <laughs> okay, let, let's let's go back to the end of uh, Common Guilt and the beginning of Clear Focus. Sure. What was the inspiration behind the beginning of Clear Focus? So, um, let me think. Uh, well, Nick, who uh, is also an exhibition and sings for Violent Way, he was uh, he was doing like this pop punk band or whatever, and I was uh, kind of hounding him to do a you know like a straight edge hardcore band, and uh, he wasn't really biting for a while. You know, he wasn't really he wasn't trying to do it because his band was kind of popular or whatever. And then finally, one day, like right at the end of Common Guilt. He hit me up and was like, yo, let's let's do a trash band. So we did it. I think we uh, wrote the demo in like three months. And then we went and recorded uh, at this random place in uh, Hamburg that he knew. It's called Skyway Studios. I don't know that anyone would know who that is. but Have uh, you heard of that, Derek? No, I haven't. You live it came you, out, you're from here. Know, it came out pretty know. bad. So yeah. the, demo, the demo sounds pretty terrible. So I wouldn't. Imagine anyone would know who that is, but yeah. What was the band that Nick was in? Uh, I actually don't think I should say that because he would be really angry with me. <laughs> I mean, there's a band now called Violent Way that talks about fighting. So I mean, you know, you 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 judge the outcome on naming that band. Yeah, straight up. Seriously, I don't. I wouldn't want to be the one uh, <laughs> spilling that business. Eh? So I will. Uh, I will admit that. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so Clear Focus is a band. You guys have a demo. Um, how, like, how long were you playing before, before like you it's kind of started catching on and like you know there was a lot of there was some interest. What what was that process like? Um, well, we so we put the demo out and then we immediately went and recorded. Uh, like we we kept calling it a promo, but really it was kind of just like a little tape. They had three songs on there. Like mm -hmm. immediately after, so with, with less than six months, and mm -hmm. then uh, we played a couple shows just sporadically, not not really many, and then uh, we played a show in Chicago to like fifteen people, like you know, barely anyone was there, and uh, one of the bands that were playing hit us up and we're like, hey, we uh, we have this booking agent, and uh, 
we planned this full West Coast tour. Do you want to do that? And we're like, uh, why do you want us to do that? <laughs> but yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it kind of all started there. Was that um? Was that what band was that? That was called New Heart. They were kind yeah. of lesser known. Uh, yeah. I guess really, I mean, I uh, how can I say this without being mean? Um, they weren't great, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, we definitely owe a lot to them, even to this day. You know, a lot of people I met through, like, in hardcore and all over, were because of that tour. So, mm-hmm. so did anybody from that band go on to do anything else? Um, I don't think so. No, I don't. They were all kind of older, they, so they uh, they had been a band for a while, and you know, they kind of never caught steam, but. Uh, they they were touring heavy, you know, in their early days. This was kind of at the end of their, at, you know, the end of their stretch. They were kind of self aware that this is this was like their last hurrah, and they wanted to bring a, like you know a young, I guess, uh, band coming up with them. So we appreciate. I I mean I, I like I said I will forever appreciate that. I think they played. We played with them actually. They played. Is that they played? They played at stamps with us, I think. With yeah, they yeah. Actually, you know, I remember that. I remember that they uh, they hit me up to book that show, but I was gone with a different band. I think Kevin Zarbo did that show, the show at yeah, uh, yeah, at the stamps there. It was like a yeah. That was kind of a big show in like you know what year was that? 2015, 2016. In those terms, it was like a big show. Like there was a lot of bands. I think that might might have been um, Modern Problems for a show. Oh, you yeah. know, then we're talking about we're talking about a completely different show then because uh, <laughs> this was this was like li- way later, like like maybe two years ago. Okay, fair enough. So <laughs> that um that West Coast tour, what year was that? Seventeen, six, seventeen, yeah, 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 seventeen. Okay, and that was with New Heart. How far did you guys we, go? We started in Chicago, I think. Mm-hmm. We went, uh, you know, Pacific Northwest, all the way down to San Diego. We went to Texas, and then uh, it ended in Des Moines, Iowa. I think I want to say it's an interesting but, uh, place to end a tour. Voluntarily ended anyway. If you start Listen, in the middle and you end in the middle, then <laughs> well, like Des Moines. Nothing- Nothing was voluntarily, man. They they just were like, "Hey, listen, these are the dates. Show up." We're like, "Okay, let's go." That's pretty cool. I mean, that's 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 a good like thing to get that you know, that tour. I mean, that's being a young yeah, band and offering you a tour. We definitely had no business at that point be, doing that. You know, we probably played maybe maybe ten shows prior to doing that that tour, but it was really good for us. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it it really helped you guys because I saw you before that happened and you know, not to put a negative, you know, a negative spin on anything, but oh, no one gave a shit about us. You didn't seem like you, you really had it dialed in so much. And then the next time I saw you after that, you guys seemed tighter. Your, your, you know, guitar and bass sounds came out a lot yeah. better. You seemed more comfortable on stage. You just seemed more practiced. I certainly, uh, I certainly personally found myself in that band for sure. But I mean, just simple as we played we didn't play very many shows beforehand. And then after that, we played, you know, 20 plus. So we mm-hmm. were, we were definitely dialed in. So how, how well were you received on that, on that tour? Um, man, uh, 
this is going to sound kind of shitty, but I think we uh, we definitely had the better reaction every night for sure. That's that's not that's not sounding shitty. Like that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, there yeah. was just one show. There's just so I talk about this show all the time. It was in Santa Cruz, California, in this tiny little coffee shop, probably just as small as Grindhouse. And uh, I'm telling you, there had to have been like eighty to a hundred kids in there unbelievable not a single person there had heard of us before but it was like the most unbelievable set i'd ever played like crazy moshing people jumping off of fucking like atms and the, the speakers and shit it was it was unbelievable i'd never seen anything like that you know before that for anybody who's unfamiliar grindhouse is a little coffee shop that feels absolutely packed with 25 people in it Definitely. I love, love grindhouse i miss i miss grindhouse for sure. it's cool it's just it's a very it's a very intimate spot where where is Grindhouse? It's, it's on, on uh, Allen, yeah. That's where I was towards the end uh, before COVID. That's where I was doing all the shows I was booking. Yeah, it's uh, it's right across from or <laughs> it's between it's between Elmwood and Delaware on Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. A, there used to be a pizzeria in that spot, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but I know exactly. Allentown where you're Pizzeria. About. It was. Yeah, I used to live right there. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so um, how'd you guys get offered the seven inch? What happened there? I have to remember it because I don't remember how that happened. You're young. Uh, come on. Where's, where's, where's yeah, safe inside? Safe inside, right? Where's yeah, safe inside no, based out of? They're based out of San Diego, but he was living in Hawaii. So this is where I get fuzzy on it. Whether he hit us up or we hit them up, it happened so smoothly and so organically that uh, that's why it's really hard for me. To recollect, I think he just hit us up one day. Was like, "Hey, I like what you guys got going on. Uh, would you be interested in doing a seven inch?" And we were still kind of at that point where we had no business doing that. You know, like we were still very, very new, and very fresh, and we were so excited. So, of course, we said yes. Yeah, I mean, the seven inch was solid, but I always kind of questioned, like, who whose idea was it for that cover? Because to me, the cover didn't really fit what was going on like musically and lyrically with the band so much so i don't think we had a real idea of what of what we wanted for the cover uh do you know that band freedom from detroit yeah the singer of that band did the art he, he's like a really fucking awesome artist and we just really wanted him to do it so we were kind of like yo this is what it's called here are some of the lyrics do whatever you want and that's what he came up with why don't you think it works chris uh I don't have it in front of me, and I'd have to dig it out. Alex, you have it in front I of me. Right? It. Put it on the screen. There you go. I I, you know, cool. I just it's the I think it's cool. I just don't think it works. Like when I listen to the seven inch, I listen to the songs. I haven't listened to it in a while, so I do need to revisit it. That's on me. But when I listen to the record, <laughs> that cover isn't what comes to mind. And maybe sure, I, I maybe maybe because I'm not the biggest fan of Grim Reapers outside of a metal setting. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. You know, you asked four years ago, I was, you know, down with that. Maybe now I probably would not have uh, gone with that cover. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it should be like you guys all doing like body folds or kicks with your own guitars or anything. I'm just saying like, yeah. there's just something for me. There was a disconnect between the cover and the Grim Reaper. And I'm sure thought- the, the music and the Grim Reaper. And I'm sure that I'll hear from people that like, you don't know the fuck you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. But, you know. No, <laughs> no I think that's a fair point. Uh, I guess in our defense, at that point, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, I have it on the wall, but, uh, you know, the demo in that first tape we did kind of, uh, 
we're super on that, you know, youth crew type shit. And uh, with the seven inch, we were kind of trying to break out of that. So maybe that mm-hmm. affected into our uh, our decision with the art. No, like, he has a point with that. The covers of the earlier stuff was like very youth crew looking. And yeah, on purpose. My sure. take of it, they weren't really a youth crew band. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we definitely tried. That That was uh, definitely, you know, those bands were our biggest influence, like Four Punch, Youth Stage, like that. You know? mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I think we have a track record, all of our bands that we've done since, where we were like, okay, let's do something in the vein of this. And uh, we completely missed the mark. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's not so much missing the markets, it's what you come up with. You know, you can't set out to sound like something. Different people play different ways, and uh, you get what you get, kind of, you know? Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're trying to sound like something, you're faking it. No, you're right. You're right. So, so you just want to play some strategy music. Was, was Drew Stark ever actually in Clear Focus, or did he just kind of help you out and fill in? Uh, no, he was, never, he was never in the band. He uh, was definitely instrumental in every part of the band. He uh, filled in a, t- a couple times. He uh, did he did the art for both the demo and that uh, promo we did afterwards. He even sat down and helped us write. Actually, no, that was for what I mean. Uh, he sat down and helped us write that demo. So, Which was demo was that? The, uh, uh, the original the demo? What I mean. The what I mean oh, demo. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting it mixed up here. All your bands get it's, mixed it's up. It's pretty easy to do that. <laughs> uh, Listen, there's only there's only three of them. Only three of them that matter, you know. But like three, like three in three years, like that's like that's a lot. Yeah. Hey, listen, Vogel's got a shitload of bands. No one questions that. Oh, <laughs> like 30 years. Yeah. Listen, I just got a I just got a head start. I wanted to beat him on how many bands I can. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a good job. You definitely got to beat on his first three years of bands or whatever. Like you definitely yeah. got to beat. Listen, I don't play instruments. It's a little bit, it's a little bit, uh, it's interesting the way that you do that though, where you jump from clear focus to war by other means to, to exhibition with pretty similar, pretty similar crew going straight through. There's a reason behind all of that. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like, you know, okay, time for new band, you know, time for new band. So clear focus, we kind of just. And we always talk about it. We say, you know, we, we probably broke up a little prematurely. We kind of were still in our stride when we were doing that band, but we did not love it anymore. Like we were just over it by then. And uh, me and Nick were the only ones to do War by the Means. Like, like that was just us. We, we wrote it together. We recorded it together. And that was that. Then when it came time to start playing shows and shit, there was really not that many people who were straight edge and could play the music. So by default, of course, there was some overlap in Clear Focus members. Fair enough. I mean, didn't you initially uh, get some imports for that band? Imports. Not initially, but towards the end, we definitely had some imports for sure. Is that term imports? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it is now. Some hired it's guns perfect. from out of town, man. I like I like that. imports. That's a perfect way to describe it because you got to get it wherever you can, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, okay, so, so we, in some of our other interviews, we've asked, like, uh, fans have gone on tour. Do you have any cool, clear focus tour stories, like something that happened to you guys in the road, which... Or, dude, like, I have a million, like, man. Wild, like, wh- what do you got? 
Okay, so this is what I always tell. So this was the so Clear Focus ended up doing only two big tours. That first one with New Heart, and then uh, one summer later, at like when we released the seven inch, we did like a, a full US or whatever for that seven inch. Um, we took uh, oh no no actually I'm mixing it up. This is the first tour actually. So we took a minivan with the trailer on the back of it. And like I said, none of us had been on tour before. None of us, I, I had not even been to half these places we played. So, you know, we're playing LA, Seattle, you know, all these crazy places that I would like to spend the day and see. So touring in the West Coast is nothing like touring in the East Coast. I'm sure you guys know that. So you could drive four hours here and be in a whole different scene where there's no competition and no overlap, you know? That does not, that's not how it happens in the West Coast. You have to drive like fucking 12 hours every, to find a new scene, you know, it's so spread out. So instead of sleeping after these shows, we would just drive straight through the night and, you know, we'd play a show, drive 12 hours to get to, you know, Portland and then, you know, whatever, whatever. And we were so exhausted by the middle of it that uh, we, were, we were changing drivers like every hour because everyone's falling asleep on the road. So Nick is driving and he falls asleep and he's like blacked out falls asleep and we're in like the desert. And we, we, he takes us off the road and goes for like a full 30 seconds before he wakes up. And in that 30 seconds, he somehow, he somehow, we're going like 65 miles an hour, we're going fast as hell. Somehow we snake ourselves in between two telephone poles and like narrowly missed this fence. It was like some divine intervention. Like we totally should have died. And we came out completely unscathed, completely unscathed. Look, all we did was like dent the fender on the trailer. It was like my life flashed before my eyes, though. It was one of the scariest moments of my life. And since then, I can't sleep in cars anymore. Were you all asleep or was just Nick asleep? Everyone was asleep. But I woke up instantly. I'm telling you, I could see, I can remember us going off the road and just see Nick sleeping at the wheel. Just sound asleep. I'm like, Fucking freak. Yo, and then the funny part was we let him keep driving afterwards. <laughs> You're good, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, we were all so tired. So then I, 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 are any of you guys hockey fans? This is my second story. Yeah. Sure. You got, you, so, yeah. um, the year that uh, the Golden Knights made to the Stanley Cup, we played Las Vegas like a week or two after the Stanley Cup. And um, none of us had been to Las Vegas. Well, I was born there actually, but I hadn't been there in years. And uh, we just wanted to see the water show at the Bellagio. So we start walking down the strip, down to the Bellagio, and it's mobbed. There's like news people there, probably hundreds of people. And it, it's, it's like a madhouse over there. We can't see why. So finally we work our way to the front and we look out into the water of the Bellagio and there's this little tiny boat and there's two people with tuxedos and something really interesting. And it was the Stanley cup with Alexander Ovechkin and whoever else from the capitals, just like <laughs> in the middle of the Bellagio holding the wow. uh, Stanley cup. And like, we didn't, we didn't know that was going on. We just happened to see that. And it was pretty fucking cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. That dude had the best cup celebration of any human being who's ever won the Stanley Cup. Oh, dude. Like I said, this was two or three weeks after the Cup. The motherfucker didn't leave Vegas yet. <laughs> <laughs> he was still going crazy. What he, was his celebration? I didn't. I don't remember this. Well, I mean, you know every person on the winning team gets gets yeah. the Cup for a day. Yeah. But, I mean, there was – he was like – he was just getting absolutely blasted out of the Cup all day and, like, 
serving <laughs> up drinks for everybody, everybody around him. And just like, I mean, you can, you can find stuff on YouTube about that. And it's, he went nuts. It was great. That's pre COVID though. <laughs> yeah, this was, yeah, that was last week. It's the 18, 2018 cup. Yeah. Yep, yep. Fair enough. Okay. Those are those are interesting uh stories. I have so, so many more, I don't even know where to go, but give me give me one Tyler. more. Yeah, give me okay, one more. Um all right, this one <laughs> I don't know if I should tell, but I'm going to anyways. Uh so, <laughs> yeah, do yeah, it. I mean you should. Yeah. I mean if you need to leave if you need names left out, we can beat them out. No, fuck it. I'm gonna say it is everything. Okay. <laughs> so that tour with that new heart band, the first day we met up with them and we got to do something cool. We were in like Colorado Springs or something like that. And they take us to this beautiful I mean, like it's something out of a movie. It was like the Garden of Eden, this really beautiful like spring where you can go cliff jumping and shit like that. And it was, it was so, you know, fucking far down, like below sea level or whatever, that the water was still so cold, even though it was like 90 degrees outside. And uh, Greg, who played bass, really had to take a shit, like really, really bad. And uh, there, was, there was a lot of people there, like, you know, maybe 20, 30 people. So Greg goes like <laughs> shoulder deep into the water and takes a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Thinking, you know, I don't think he really uh, considered what was going to happen to the shit afterwards. But uh, when you know it, it floats up to the top, and it's like the size of his forearm, <laughs> and there's just this huge turd floating around the water. There's barely anyone in the water, and everyone is looking at it like fucking disgusted, and we are dying, dying laughing. We just met this new heart band. And they're like looking at it and like fucking like what the fuck, man? And we're like, yeah, dude, who the fuck would do that? <laughs> <laughs> it was the most foul shit ever, but it was fucking hilarious. That oh turned into like, dude, it turned into like every body of water we went into. Someone was taking a shit for some reason. <laughs> would it be young? <laughs> young and shitting in Colorado. <laughs> okay so um so you said the band broke up because you guys felt like it ran its course yeah yeah, yeah. so clear focus breaks up how long till the next band starts there was overlap between war by means and clear focus so they were going on simultaneously for a little bit okay because war by me war by means was just like a little side project between me and nick that ended up becoming the band you know okay Okay, so where do you guys want to go next, you guys? So did War by Other Means play any shows or anything? Like, or was it really just yeah, like yeah, a recording no. and that's kind of it? No, we played shows and, and we did one tour with a band called Shackled. They're from New Jersey. Yeah. They're pretty they're pretty good. Um, did you guys see that that one scene Unity Comp that came out last year? It was like yeah. all the big hardcore bands right now. They, they have a song on there. Big big is subjective, but yeah. A bigger, you know, like, like all <laughs> all the current big bands, you know. Fair at least in at least in my world, at least in my world. Yeah, yeah. Not an old man Chris's world, apparently. I we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about the generational divide in a little bit, but right now we're talking about war by other means. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, um, yeah, uh, that band of all of all my bands, I guess except exhibition because it's still going, was uh, the band that was around the, for the least amount of time. How so? But, how uh, long was that band around? Maybe a year, maybe two. I don't know. Okay. 
Maybe was, two would be like, two would be a huge stretch. Two would be a huge yeah, stretch. I feel like it was a year, maybe a little more, because it really seemed like a blip. Because I remember listening to it and be like, "Oh, this I really like this." Like I liked Queer Focus, but I was like, "I really like this." Sure. And then that was nothing. It was done. Of all my of all my bands, I think that was probably my least favorite. If I'm being honest. Oh, Why is that? <laughs> I, I I so this is gonna sound shitty, but I, I I definitely was going through. So was Nick, and we were, we were both admit it. We were going through a phase of like that new age, you know, late nineties victory stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's probably we why I liked it. That's probably why I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and so we really did, you know, just make a clone of it, and there really wasn't it, there really wasn't much originality in it. It was just uh, we just did that, and I think that kind of took the, took my love out of it. Okay, makes sense. Basically, goes back to exactly what Derek was saying. Exactly. Right. So that's what that's what, that's why I was waiting to comment on that. That's precisely it. Yeah. Yeah. That band was, very, like that was band. very capable, though. Like you, you did the style that you were doing very well. But if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't authentic, then I get it. Yeah. Well, it was authentic. I mean, we're straight edge kids, and we played a straight edge band. You know that 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 was authentic. You know, it is authentic. But uh, you know, it just again, I guess, just like Quick Focus, we just were over it. So what's after that? Um, well, I guess exhibition. <laughs> weren't you in uh, like, weren't you in like a project band with uh? Some I was. I, yeah, yeah, I was. I was doing that. That uh, that was a, a a project band though. We only played two shows. That band Shackle, I told you about. Yeah. Um, uh, War by Means did a tour with them, and we got along so well, and we became, and to this day, we're still very good friends with uh half of them me and nick were like hey let's do like a you know little side project band and we did uh we did a demo called bear no shame yeah that's what it was i couldn't remember yeah, we, i think we we played two shows maybe three i feel like I you guys I, were billed as bear no shame in a show but then you ended up playing as war by other means at some show I went we did to. we did do that <laughs> at that terror at that terry show okay that's what i thought <laughs> it was your last show right it was, the yeah, last, yeah. last war by other means show you don't want to get rid of your face. <laughs> and there's, I can only see three of you, and I would rather see all of you. Uh, if you're on a phone, it's the same thing. Like, I can only see one person is always on the second screen. Yeah, okay. What are you doing over there, Chris? I'm looking for that comp, because uh, I forget who's on it. The one scene you need one? Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think it's bands. on the floor here, but I'm not sure. <laughs> there's just fan Seed of Pain from Florida that I really like. Yeah, I actually, um, I do like Seed of Pain. I'm not going to, I'm not, yeah, I mean, I like some of the bands that are on it. Uh, <laughs> go on, go on with the interview. Exhibition, I think that's where we're at, or are we talking about the side project with uh, oh, there's really nothing. Guys? There's really nothing more to say about that. That kind of just was a thing that we did. I, kind so, of I really hardly consider that in my repertoire of bands. So. Okay. So, so how, did, how did Exhibition end up doing that tape with, with War Records? So... War by Means, you know, the uh, the current lineup. Well, that actually that's true. Uh, the beginning lineup of Exhibition was the final lineup of War by Means. We were uh, set to do a, a a record with this label called LDB. You know that yeah. Midwest thing. They got like LDB yeah, Fest yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what and is it? Uh, I forget what it stands for, but yeah, Life and Death Brigade. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we spent nearly like almost like a year and a half like in limbo about doing that record. We even recorded a record with Jay that we just didn't like. And it just, 
never made it out. But uh, so, so like I said, we were, we were, we were kind of over that style. So we started writing some songs, and they uh, they were definitely not really sounding like War by Means. And uh, eventually, we decided like, hey, let's just take these songs and do exhibition, and that's what we did. So the 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 elite, which is what became Violent Way, same man, you know, they had to change their name over some like potential legal issues, but uh, they were doing their their record release show, and uh, we wanted to just get a show in, you know. Thankfully, we did because COVID happened, so we kind of hurried and made a set, played that show, and then uh, recorded the demo a few weeks later. We put that out, and then War Records hit us up. And is there going to be, like, something further with that? Like, are you going to record something more for uh, War Records? I was telling Mark I uh, had something to, uh, to announce. I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I'm going to anyways. Uh, we were putting out a 7-inch this summer with uh, a label called Edgewood Records. Oh, cool. Oh, no. Yeah. They they did like Trail of Lies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that hasn't been announced yet, but I don't think should we announce it? I think it has now. I yeah, think it no, yeah, it has been. Good. Okay, so so with COVID, I'm guessing have you guys like done any sort of like practicing or anything in this in this last year? Done anything? That's a loaded, that's a loaded question because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble here, but. Uh, <laughs> Fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, we have we have been practicing and we were writing it. Okay, that's cool. That's that's fine. I mean, you know, as long as you're doing what you do and everyone's cool, that's that's cool. You know? Yeah, we we were safe about it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we already recorded everything. Like uh, we we went and recorded with Doug White. Oh, awesome. So who's in who's in exhibition again? Uh, me, Nick, Mason, Greg, and this kid Brett Robertson. His name is also Brett. He, uh, you guys probably recognize him. He's been to, he's been coming to shows for, you know, a few years now. But he's kind of always just been a little bit of a, a face in the corner. Yeah. Kind of a shy kid, but he absolutely, absolutely rips on the guitar. Awesome. Who's doing what in the band? Well, obviously I sing. Uh, Mason plays guitar, kind of writes all riffs. Nick plays mm-hmm. drums. Greg plays bass, and uh, Brett plays second guitar. Cool. So when things go back to normal, is there going to be like an exhibition, violent way tour? Since it's like. <laughs> Dude, You've I already got two thirds of the bands. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the only people, yeah, the only people who sit on the bench are Greg, Brett, and me. Yeah. Oh, and Elman, I guess. Yeah. It would be we take one band, it would be no problem. It'd be actually that'd be a dream. Yeah. Yeah. One band, one <laughs> set of instruments, two paychecks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> seriously. You get twenty dollars instead of ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, seriously. We get we get two trays of pizza instead of one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a cool tour, though. I mean, that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. I'd love that. Yeah, it would be good. good. I, Sounds. I mean, I, unbiased. I love by the way. I you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not crazy about that style in general, but I like. I Neither really I. like. Just Neither like Oi in general doesn't really hit for me, but I think that band does it great. Yeah, if you cut your hair shorter, it would make more sense. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so Greg, Greg recently shaved his head, unrelated to the skinhead stuff. Yeah, and uh, we're like, oh fuck, man, someone's got to keep the hair, or we're gonna get the wrong impression. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit down for all of us right now. Yeah. Well, my barber retired because of COVID, so uh, I'm out. So. Yeah, I, I like that. Me too. I, I'm, I'm out too. You, you're nothing without some loyalty in this world. 
<laughs> so you're not going to ever cut your hair ever again, Alex? You're done cutting hair? Like yeah, we'll see. We'll see where life takes us. I was just going to ask you, is the seven inch all new songs? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Awesome. Man. Four songs? I have them too. I bet if I was smart, I would have uh, sent them to you guys unless you listen to them, but I'm not very smart. Better late than never, man. <laughs> Better late than never. That's what kicked those long. I have them. I have them. Maybe I will send them to you. Yeah, we've got a nice little collection of music in our, we have a Google Drive of, of, of like relevant music to the podcast, which is pretty cool to listen to. So it's cool. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. yeah. yeah I'll, I'll kick it over to you guys. It's my favorite thing I've ever been a part of. So. Nice. Your demo, my, the exhibition demo, is my favorite of any of the stuff that you've done. That I think was. It's, I think it's awesome. But, yeah. I can't it's wait to like hear it. It's like my magnum opus, my best work. <laughs> <laughs> is there a, is there a perspective release? I mean, I know you said the summer, but like July, August. I have no idea. Just, uh, just... It's been uh, so. Edgewood is uh, definitely a little bit of a, I guess, bigger label than I have ever dealt with. So uh, with Safe Aside, it was kind of like we were just peers talking together, you know, figure it out. With them, I'm kind of like, uh, so uh, what do you want to do? Is it okay that I ask you that? Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And was it? Uh, but, but yeah, no, they, they've been very, very, very cool. Like, very cool. Uh, they said, uh, so I think it's getting announced legitimately any day now, I think. And he said, uh, release this summer. No idea what that means, but. Before September 21st. Yes. yes. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. God, we, we, we've had it done. We've had it done for a long time. We recorded it's... it. Fuck. Uh, dude, maybe August. It's probably Are just you... a matter of of having some plant be able to get you in. You know. To get I, even, yeah. So I mean, we're not even there yet. We haven't even sent them the masters yet. They haven't asked for them. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would imagine that that needs to happen sooner than later. Yeah, uh, because of the backup. Well, because of the backup at pressing plants, if it doesn't yeah. happen like in a timely manner, then like your summer release becomes a fall release. Sure, and if that ends up being the case, obviously it doesn't seem like shows are happening anytime soon. So not too worried about it. Yeah, I don't know. Events here, like uh, <laughs> venues here in New York City, are at I think thirty percent. Yeah, so I, I feel like, yeah, so I'm not a fucking doctor and I'm not a scientist, but uh, I'm cautiously optimistic of shows happening this year. Maybe yeah, the end particularly of the year, like but... with the vaccines rolling out pretty heavy. I think, I think like late summer, fall, it may be a possibility. Definitely outside yeah. shows. Yeah, I would, uh, I don't know. I've never played a show outside. You know, I think about it. That'd be cool. Like that would... I've never been to one that's good. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't. I didn't want to say that, but uh, the the, the I'll take what I can get, tsunami though. was uh, in Pennsylvania. It was outside, but they had the um, where the actual bands play in one of those. I always forget what they're called. Those like little shacks with no walls that are in parks. Sure, sure. Uh, I think I have an idea. Pavilion. Yeah, 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 pavilion. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was it was cool. It was a fun show. Did wall. you go to that, Chris? Did you go to that uh, black and blue that was outside? Yes, that was actually awesome. Yeah. Uh, and when things come back, they should try to get that place back the well. Yeah. It was really cool. I mean, while it was outside, but it like it had a stage, it had you know uh, cement patio or whatever. It wasn't like playing in the dirt on a tarp. You know, like it was a legitimate place uh, that just had an outside option. 
You well, ever go to a show of blind to... melons outside? That I have not done. Inside, yes. Outside, no. Yeah. I've but never been to a good outdoor show. show but, but if yeah. I could be dropped anywhere in history, if I had a single-use time machine, it would be a breakdown at Tompkins Square Park. Yeah, that's so, Oh, I've it's... been to a few of those shows, the more recent ones. Those are definitely good shows, too. Yeah. So, yeah. so that brings up an interesting topic. Brett, if you could, like, one-shot time machine, what show would you go to? Um... See, I would need more time to answer this, but I do have an answer. I think I'd probably go to that 2001 Chromags. I think it was 2001, the last time they played at CBGB's. I think it was the last time they ever played together, but I could be wrong. You're saying like Harley and JJ together? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like there's some of iteration of the Chromags at any given moment. Of course, yeah, no, but that the, the one it's all over YouTube. I've seen it a million times. It looks fucking awesome. They still sounded great. They're you know still a little younger. Probably that show. I saw them together one time in, in 2002 and it was bonkers. So yeah, then it was Absolutely not last time. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably what I did. You know, well, they did that. In, they did it in 2001 as well. Cause when I was on tour building stages, a dude asked me or a dude, some random dude was like, Oh, did you hear Har- like Chromax got back there with Harley and JJ? And I was like, there's no fucking way. But really I was just lying to myself because there was no way I could go see it. <laughs> the show, the show, that I, the show that I am referring to is from two thousand one. It's in, it's at CBGB's. Okay. Probably. I don't know what I've seen that. Um, I could be wrong, but it's on, it's all over YouTube. Oh no! I mean, I trust you. I'm, I just don't think I've seen that video. It's fucking awesome. JJ's a little chubby though, but yeah. Yeah, he he goes through moments where he's like yeah. spelt Dude. or like, hey, you're really enjoying some vegan pies, aren't you? Yeah, it's two thousand one. Yeah. So, okay, so we usually ask people who are on the podcast who, you know, the premise of our podcast, we're interviewing people about different releases or different bands, stuff like that. What are, do you, who do you think we should interview for this podcast, being a younger person? Have you done, okay, so, hmm. dude, you know who you should interview? You should interview Mason. Mason is the future of the shit. Definitely. I've actually I talked to him. Mason's pretty busy. <laughs> he is a busy kid, man. He is, I mean, he's got fucking five bands, you know, so he's yeah. seven, 17 years old. No exaggeration, the best guitarist I've ever met in my life. I mean, he writes all the riffs for the bands that I sing in, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, just the coolest, coolest kid, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, doing uh, things. Seriously. I don't yeah. feel great about being confident that a 17-year-old kid could kick my ass, but that's a tough kid right there seriously he's, he's a big motherfucker too yeah he's yeah, grown yo, we, so you know, so we, we took him under our wing like three years ago now and that's kind of all you know when we when i first reached out to him it was like uh let's uh let's guide this really young kid you know in the right direction now he's just one of us you know like he's our, he's my equal you know all of our equal you know mm-hmm. he uh but when we first started, you see pictures when we first started hanging out with him, he was probably 5'3". I swear to God, now he's 6'1", 6'2". Seriously, yeah. <laughs> he's grown a lot. We just took pictures for like for the release, and he towers over me. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And I'm not short. I'm like a true 5'10", like you know? 5'10". <laughs> not a, not a <laughs> bullshit 5'10". Like exactly. 5'9". 5'10 is the so 5'10 is for most people is really 5'8. You know, so you have to really you have to, you have to really stress that it's a true 5'10. I'm gonna, 
I think I'm going to start saying six foot, though, because people think you're bullshitting anyways, and that becomes a true 5'10". Yeah, I think the math is that. Well, in sports, you do it all the time. They're like, this guy is like X amount of height and weight. And this, they're not that height and weight at all. Oh, absolutely. When I played football, man, I was 6'2", 250. <laughs> nice. All right. So what else you guys got? Any bands uh, you guys got going on? Any what? Uh, Mark, Mark's got something, but I don't know if it's it's top secret or not. It's not top oh, secret. Yeah. I'm in I'm in a band called Hold Out, but I haven't practiced with them in like months. Oh, I knew about that. I knew about that then. But that's 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 all I've got really going on right now. Derek's got okay. stuff going on too, right, Derek? Yeah, I'm still doing old ghosts. Yeah. Sure, that newest release was good. Oh, Very thanks, good. man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You guys you guys post on your Instagram like uh, on that yo, who who is doing that fucking that nickel city scene report? It's gotta be one of you guys. No, no. Nickel City Scene Report? No. I asked so, who it was, and they're like, uh, we wanna stay anonymous. You know, it's like that's they didn't want to dude. That's <laughs> I have no yeah, idea. So I thought it was, I thought it might have been Bill Page. So I asked that's Bill I, Page. That's what I kind of thought too. But he, he swears it's not him, you know. That he that he accused it of being me. That's so weird that there's, that's anonymous. I didn't know it was anonymous, but I do know like when it first popped up, and this is just me being petty. When it first popped up, and it was like because they changed it from Nickel City Scene Report to Nickel City something else. Yeah, because I was kind of like, "How are you gonna bite on the fucking NCS thing and not even talk to us?" Oh yeah, <laughs> and then and then they changed it to some, whatever it is now. Like I think it's like Nickel City Hardcore Scene Report or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's it too. Yeah, but yeah, in, in the old Ghost one, you're like, "Yeah, I don't think they would want to play with us." I'm like, "Dude, we would totally want to play with you guys." Oh man, yeah, let's do it then. So let's do it. <laughs> that brings up that brings up another topic that I know uh, that you're gonna some, get to. which is what. Let's see if you got that, it. All of you guys, all you older guys think that there is some weird, like, issue between the younger people and the older people, but it's just non-existent. It's in your guys' So, if all these older guys think it, isn't it a reality? At least from their perspective. Like, I live in New York, so I don't know, but I hear that, like, oh, the younger bands and the older bands don't play together, and sometimes there's even shows the same day with these two two different groupings instead of combining into one show. So, like, what's your perspective on that? Okay, I'll be. I'm gonna. I actually prepared for this question because I knew it was coming, so I'm gonna speak frankly. So, <laughs> here's the thing: there are, you know, I really like a lot of these older bands. You know, I really like a lot of bands. You know, I like Ron Pressure and shit like that. But guys, they, they play every other weekend. You know, Jeffers bands play every other weekend, and I, I'm not being rude, but like, seriously, that's a good way to get people to not want to see your band if you're playing all the time. Another gripe I have, and this is my biggest gripe, is I do not vibe with anything that isn't all ages shows. Because, like I said, we have kids like Mason and Mason's people. And that's half the dude. Mason's friends make up half of the, the attendance of the shows I'm doing, and they can't go to these 21 plus shows. So I don't want nothing Who's, to do with it. What shows have been 21 and over? What's Any that show bar? More. What's it called? Yeah, seriously. Oh yeah, don't even mm-hmm. well, But there's another one. Is it called Good Bar or something like that? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, those you know, like I think I, the shows, the shows where they're they're on the same date, that drives me up the fucking wall. If I've ever done that, it was certainly on accident, you know. But uh, yeah, I really have like that's just you know, Jeffers and you know a couple other people have always said that there is this weird you know generational divide. But I truly, at least not for me and my people, we do not feel that way at all. 
I I'm gonna really felt I'm that. gonna chime in on that and say I never felt that way. Yeah, I yeah, never felt that. I've been hearing I've been hearing that for three years now. It just you've been hearing it from you've been hearing it from one loud person named Mike Jeffers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, dude, I love him, man. I want someday. I want to make like make it happen that we're in a band together. You know, young dudes and old dudes. Maybe you know that will that will that will end this weird dividing thing. Yeah. I was just thinking Mike needed another band. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's a great guy. I really like him a lot. Yeah, I yeah, never felt like, this yeah. divide though. Like I, I'm with Derek. Like I just, they're just yeah. more, they're just more kids at shows, whether they're old or young. It's just people at shows. I've never felt like there was an issue, but. So yeah. I was unaware of this 21 and over thing. Uh, to me, that's not a hardcore show, but that's just, no, it's that's just not. my perspective. But there I had no some. idea that there were, yeah, I, I didn't know some. that was a thing. That's why I'm like, dude, if you're going to do a show, just do it at Grindhouse. Because to be honest, more often than not, there's only going to be 30 or 40 people there. You put yeah. 30 or 40 people in Mohawk, it looks empty. You put 30 or 40 people in Grindhouse, it's a fucking madhouse. Yeah, there have been so, shows at the Tudor as well, and those were tw- definitely 21 and over shows too. Like, that shit sucks. Yeah, I don't. Dude, I don't even. I'm and I'm not. Tw- I'm older than twenty one. You know, I'm. I don't even go to those. I like. I'm yeah. sorry if if my friends can't come and my friends' friends can't come. I, I don't want to fucking do that. It's fair enough. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Yeah, so no, there's no beef. You know, I hope hopefully squash that. Hope We're squashing it right that. here and there, right yeah. here. <laughs> when, and you know, when we come back, you know, so so towards the end, me and me and Duckett were booking a lot of the the younger out of town bands all the time. Yeah. And uh, that is a huge, like, I love doing it. It's fun, but it's a lot of work. If any of the older guys want to help, we would gladly accept it. You know? yeah. Well, surprise, yeah, yeah. Brett, we got Mike Jeffers sitting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> <right now>. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffers, if you hear this, bro, man, no beef, man. <laughs> squashing <laughs> it. Squashing it. <laughs> no, we, uh, he's got, he's I mean, like, the, the one thing he's got to realize is, like, your friend's like your band and like they're going to support your band you know what i mean yeah. like they'll go a little extra for your band whereas if they're watching his band they're just going to watch his band because they don't know him yeah sure yeah. yeah no and i like so that that newish juggernaut release is pretty fucking good like i like it you know yeah oh no his bands are good his bands are good i wasn't saying that you know i mean it's just like i don't know when i was a kid going to shows my friend's band played, I went off a little harder, you know? Absolutely, for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, catch catch me when Violent Way starts, you know, playing shows again. You might not want to be around me, but... <laughs> <laughs> nice. I probably won't. I'll probably be back, so... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, I So there's... Uh, I feel like, at least on our end, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to even say this, but uh, there's, a, there's a few other bands behind the scenes that are going to come out when... Uh, when things come back too. So I think it's going to be pretty sweet when shows happen again. Yeah, man, save some shit. What's happening? What's going on? What's, I'm, just what's, gonna, what's... I'm just going to spill it out. So there's this band. Uh, it's called Smash and Grab. It's The demo's coming out soon. It's, uh, you guys remember that band, Slap to Regression? Yeah. 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 Some some people from that band. Nick is in that band as well. Um, my friend, you guys might know, you guys know Mike Stenzel? He's a little bit older than me. He's a little bit older than me. He was he was going to shows at the funeral home and stuff. Uh, it's his first band. He's singing in. It's really really good stuff. Like awesome. I'm I'm jealous. I'm not in that band. 
they do know <laughs> that that was a post floor punch name, right? Smash and grab. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they don't know that, but uh, I mean, it's I'm still a the, good name, but it's definitely yeah. a post floor punch name. I am of the if it isn't like super super, you know, prevalent band, but names are going to get recycled all the time. I get it. I'm yeah, sure. It. I'm sure there's a million exhibitions, but fuck you. Come and take it from us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> what else you got? What else is in um, the works? I think that's really it. I know okay. a lot. Uh, there is one. Uh, there's one I certainly can't dish on, but it is uh, very, very cool. Like very, very cool. I'll just leave you with that. Okay. I'm uh-huh. not. You I'm can not just tell it. us, and we'll make Derek beep it. Yeah, that's our thing now. So, I the rumor has it there's a there's a band in the works with uh, with someone we may have mentioned already on this podcast. So you're finally doing that, Mike Jeffers band. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It. Yeah, that's exactly. It. That's exactly. It. I I'm not in this band. I'm not in this band. I really wish I was in this band. You heard uh, it here first, it. listeners. One of seventy five people named in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the only person anyone would give a shit about that's been mentioned, but <laughs> I, I, I think we know. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we all do. Cool. Yeah, it wasn't my place to say, it, but so let's. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's not. So uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna do a little top five game. So top five Buffalo bands. Top five current, Buffalo past, bands. whatever. Like, what are what are the five Buffalo bands that like the first five Buffalo bands that come into your head? Okay, I'm going to go with Malfunction. I know that's probably tough for you guys. I'm a lot younger than you guys, but that was like my Buried Alive for you guys, you know? That's cool. So, and they sounded like Buried Alive, so it works out. Towards the end, yeah. And that obviously, <laughs> I mean, At their I last know, show, I was standing next to Will Franger, and uh, he wasn't playing in the band, but he wrote most of their earlier stuff. And I turned to him, and I was just like, I like this riff a little bit better when Buried Alive wrote it. And... Uh, he didn't think it was as funny as I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> um, I guess I would be remiss not to say Buried Alive, right? So you don't have uh, to. So speak from the heart, man. Whatever you think. No, I am. I am speaking from the heart. Definitely a Perfect World is probably my favorite record of all time. Besides maybe, and that's it. I'm going to be really showing some real vocal love here. Uh, Always the Hard Way is probably my favorite hardcore record of all time. Terror is actually my favorite hardcore band of all time. Cool. All right. Cool. But that obviously doesn't count. But uh, um, was uh, were, were any of you in Plagued with Rage? No, dude. That no. fucking band is that band is awesome, and kind of is getting like a a resurgence with like the young people. <laughs> For sure, that band. Awesome. Was. Yeah, because we interviewed Jay on this podcast, and he was like, "I don't think yeah. anyone gives a shit about Plagued with Rage." That's yeah, what he I told me that. when I asked him. <laughs> I heard that, and I was like, "Dude, no, not true." Band fucking rocks. Actually. No bullshit. I was just playing Call of Duty with a friend from Florida, and he brought them up. Them, like them and Half Mask. Awesome. That's really cool. Oh wow. And, and he's from yes. Florida. He's only he's only twenty six too. So that's like awesome. Said, there's a Somebody just got his hands on them for the sake of dedication, comp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great bands there. Um, so what's that? Three right there. Half Mask. Yeah, oh god, that's tough. Fuck. I'm trying not to say Snapcase because that's the obvious answer, but I do love... No, Snapcase. like whatever. I mean, if Snapcase is Snapcase, it's Snapcase. No yeah. gatekeeping here, man. Whatever you, whatever you <laughs> feel, you know? What, 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 what is it, what is it Big S or Little S? 
dude, I'm, I'm going to say something controversial here. It might only be steps. It might just be steps. Wow. Wow. That's that's a hot take if I've ever heard one. That's my <laughs> name. Oh, yeah. That's you the first snap case. That's the first snap case I ever heard, and it's my favorite record of theirs. Yes. Yeah, mine, mine too. I would say that's, I was, I was, that's the last, the last snap case record that I was like stoked on. I mean, looking yeah. by self rules, but you know, yeah, snaps is. I mean, I I can put that on, you know, every day and probably not get tired of it. Looking myself, I don't know if I could do that. And then I'm going to say, selective regression. Okay. Because because some of the best memories I've ever had playing music were with that band. Nice. That worked. Cause that when we, we, we did like this thing where it was like our favorite Buffalo bands and like my favorite band was a band that I had a personal connection to. And I think that's in hardcore, that's just kind of how it is. You know, you have the yeah, personal totally. connection and that's like, that's your favorite rather than anything it's else. It is a, you know, it's a lot different now between us and I mean, me specifically and some of the people in my band, but uh, mm. that's uh that time, you know, three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was, whatever the Clear Focus demo and the Sensor demo were going out, mm-hmm. that was seriously the funnest I've ever had in hardcore. Awesome. Yeah, man, like relationships change, but memories don't. Absolutely. So, right. yeah, that's my list. Awesome. So, I think we're going to end it there, unless you guys got anything else. What Alex, think? what's up, man? How come you never made it into a band, bro? Or at least not one that I know of. I got it. I don't know. I mean, like, no, I've never done anything like that, but I, I don't have any musical talent. So there's that. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I don't know. I've been, I got a, one of my good you friends. You should have bullshit really well that you know what you're doing. So What's I that? Because you should have bullshit really well. Huh? Well, one of my, one of my good friends is a super talented musician and during, like, over the course of, of, uh, you know, all this COVID lockdown stuff. He's been like, you know what? It's fucked up that you've never done that. I'm going to write and play an entire demo and you're going to, that's awesome. And you're going to sing on it. And I'm like, all right, man, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the thing. Who knows? Dude, if by the time shows come back and there isn't like a million bands in Buffalo with how many people play instruments, I would be really surprised. You guys did not. Everyone yeah, didn't spend their quarantine being productive, though. This is an out-of-town friend, so, I mean, I don't know what kind of legs it would have. It would probably be, like, sure. uh, one one demo, one show. Sure, yeah. It's still fun, though. We practice... Uh, we try to practice every Friday, so... Mm-hmm. Still, now. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, thank you, Brett, for being on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, and where can people... If people are looking for like your band, your current band online, where do they look? Well, we got everything on Spotify and Apple Music and all that. Uh, exhibitionhc.bandcamp.com. Um, we got Twitter and Instagram. So everywhere. You can find us everywhere. The exhibition tape is also still for sale on the War Records website, which is war-rec.com. So how about 20 of them? So we didn't we didn't get them obviously until COVID started happening. I have like a shitload of them, and if anyone wants them, anyone that's listening, I'll just give you one. Yeah, somebody interviewing wants one too because uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't grab one, and I thought they I were got sold one. out. Send me oh. uh, send me your address. I'll send you one. I will. I will. Thank you. All right. Hey Brett, thanks for taking the time, man. We really appreciate it. 
I appreciate you having me. I would have been uh, playing Call of Duty until the sun came up. <laughs> you can you can go watch the Sabers uh, probably probably get their asses handed to them. That's gonna be plan. I mean the the first period was fine, but I just imagine it went off the rails from there. Wouldn't you know. We actually we resigned uh, Milano to four year deal, forty million dollars. Forty four, actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Forty four million, twenty four guaranteed. I think is what I read. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, I thought he was. I thought he was sure fired. Gone. I was pretty uh, bummed. Well, he said he said he was going to test free agency, and then like four days later, uh, they announced that the cap came down. Like the cap actually dropped to, the, which has like, it's resulted in a ton of, uh, a ton of guys getting cut, including like Eric Fisher, who was a number one overall pick. He got he got cut today because the Chiefs yeah. can't afford him. I so, saw that. Yeah. Milano probably saw that his uh, his market was fairly limited, and he liked it here, and they got a good thing going. So, I'm happy for it for sure. Yeah, I wonder what that means for the draft, though. With uh, with uh, what's his name? Uh, Quentin Spain. We, we let we let him go today, right? Him and John Brown. No, yesterday. Yeah, John Brown's gone. Yeah, we let go. Yeah, we just... let go some linemen. So I'm thinking that's that's probably what we do in the draft, right? I don't know. I think where they're picking, you just have to take the best player available. Yeah. You know, Welcome but, to NCS Sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, you guys ever you guys ever do that? I'm all over it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I think all right, we're going to end it there. And uh, thanks a lot. Thank Brett. you. It was awesome. Thank you. Hope to see you soon, man. Cool.